Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm super thrilled to be with Tom Schwab. Have you ever thought your digital marketing might actually be hurting your business? That you're not breaking through the noise. You're just adding to it. Perhaps you're not one funnel away. Maybe the funnel is stopping the big fish you want. Our guest today has a refreshingly new view. Tom Schwab asks you to consider that you are just one conversation away. That's his experience that data working with over a thousand leading brands as the chief evangelist officer at Interview Valet. If you want a rich life and profitable business, Tom believes you're just one conversation away. And so here we are having a conversation. And and not only are we having the conversation, but the world gets to listen in. You know, there's a lot of problems in the world today, but I believe there's no better time to be alive. For sure. So now most of the world is familiar with podcasts. But when were you first introduced to the whole podcast platform? Uh, It was probably way back in 2012. I started listening to podcasts. um, And then about 2014, um, I wondered if you could use podcast interviews like we used to use guest blogs, right? My last company I built up from a regional player to a national leader sold it off. And we did all that through a guest blogging. By 2014, blogs didn't work anymore. So I wondered if you could get that know, like, and trust, if you could tap into other people's audiences on podcasts. So we started to test it. It worked well uh, for about the first few years. People would say, what's a podcast? When I told them what we did. And then about 2019, it really took off. And with a remote team in Europe and North America, um, it's, it's grown ever since. Now, you say in your book that in every other position that you were in in the workforce, there was a manual that told you how to do things. But when you came to podcasting, there was no manual. So how did you design your company and what were you thinking your future would look like? Yeah, and some of the manuals that I used in previous jobs were a lot thicker than other ones. So my first job out of college was running nuclear power plants in the Navy, right? And everything had a manual with it and a process to to follow. And I always looked at that and thought everything can be taught 
can be systematized. And in business today, often I'll hear people say, well, you don't understand my business. It's too complicated. And I'm like, well, if, if they could figure out how to systematize nuclear power and have high school educated, 20 something highly, edu- highly educated, highly motivated people do it, we should be able to do it in our business. So I've always been this idea of, you know, the successes in our systems. So when we started to test it, I was like, well, we've got to figure out what's working and what isn't, right? And so we continued to test it, trying to figure out what worked and put this process together. And like you said, I I freely talk about what we learned. I put it in the book. I share it with people on podcasts, interviews, because I, I think we shouldn't be reinventing the wheel right? We should learn from each other. And, uh, you know, what we do is not a secret. It's not magic. It's really just a system. So we're always testing it, refining it and sharing it out there with the world, Um, you know, because uh, the success comes through the systems. And so internally, our our teams have processes that they follow along um, and that I think our clients, uh, it gives them a lot of reassurance and trust that, you know, it's not our first rodeo. We've, we've worked with, you know, over a thousand other clients and uh, what's the old line from farmer's insurance. We know a lot because we've seen a lot. I think, I think that's what we can say too. For sure. Um, So with interview valet, I always think of it as a dating service for podcast hosts and guests. Um, But tell us who your average, what do you look for in clients? And then how do you place them? Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit of a dating service, right? A matchmaking service, but we really look at it as it's podcast interview marketing because no one's goal is, I just want to be on a podcast, right? That's an ego thing. Really what they're looking at is the results that come from being on a podcast. And that could be, book sales. It could be speaking opportunities. It could be content to repurpose. Uh, It could be larger relationship sales, right? Um, So much of big ticket sales is based on relationships, not just, you know, TikTok, right? So when we're looking at clients, we always want to know that they'll be successful, right? Uh, We want raving fans, just not another client. So the things that we're looking at, Anne, is first of all, do they have either a national or even a global audience, right? A friend of mine here in Kalamazoo always asked me, how can I use podcast interviews? I I don't know how he can because he's got a great business, but if you can't drive within 10 miles of his store, it's not going to, you're not going to be a customer. So Podcasts are a national thing or global, so you want to be able to to reach a global audience. The other thing is the level of engagement, right? If if I'm buying a a two dollar widget or you know the earbuds that I always put through the wash, I ask why I still use the cheap corded ones because they go through the wash. I don't have to know, like, and trust the owner of that, right? I don't I don't have to have know the story behind the company. To me, that's just a disposable. But if it's a relationship sale where it's important to my life, if it's important to my business, right? A lot of professional services, coaches, consultants, 
you know, you really have to know them. So we look at that and say, what is the level of the engagement? Is it a transaction or is it a relationship sale? And then the final thing we really look at is, are these people interested in being interesting, right? Our, our mission is to personally introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of people they could serve for the betterment of all, right? If somebody comes on and they, they have a new, Id- or new idea why you should use blogs, right? Um, or why you should be in the yellow pages. Um, that's probably not something that people are that interested in. But we do a lot of work with new companies, the people that have a different point of view, uh, a lot of things with uh, uh, something called category design, where people are trying to be different, not just better. And that takes a, a conversation. It, it takes people understanding what you do, how you do it. Um, and uh, that can be very, very powerful off of a podcast interview. Um, and so how much training do you offer your clients as well? Because a lot of them are coming into podcast world and it's different being a guest than it is to listen to podcasts. And I would even say that it's different being a guest on a podcast compared to different medium, right? Many of our our clients come and they've already professionally been media trained, right? Other ones, they're they're intimidated about being interviewed. So as we look at the two extremes there, you know, the the ones that are more introverts or they're they're concerned. I I don't I don't know that I I have the presence to be interviewed. And it's like, well, it's not really an interview. It's more of a conversation. This day and age, we've all been on Zoom, right? We're all comfortable in it. And I would argue that I'm more comfortable being interviewed here in my home office than I would be if I was in a studio with cameras and lights. So that's one side. We can help those people with the training. We always do a walkthrough interview so that they're they're comfortable. But on the flip side, the people that are media trained right? Um, we give them the best practices, right? I can think of one uh, gentleman's become a great friend of the company, a great mentor. Um, he's a cybersecurity an- analyst on one of the big four networks. He's probably on national television um, about every three or four days. And this gentleman was so tight on all of his answers. He was so used to being on television. And you could ask him any question and he would give you the perfect 30-second answer. And I remember listening to his first interview and having to call him up and saying, you're killing the host, right? This is a a 30-minute interview. This is a 45-minute interview. Uh, And you're answering so quickly that they don't have a follow-up question. So have a discussion here because it's, I always say podcast interviews aren't an interview. It's, It's a discussion. So being able to work with him, and he really enjoyed it a lot more uh, because he could tell stories and give background, and it really gave a lot of more color to what he would say on national television, you know, in in two minutes. Certainly, and it's also a way to get to know a person. Um, And the one thing that I do love about podcasts is there's a reality factor. So people come across the way they come across. And very often there's no editing. The ums are there and there are a lot of other things that are there. And because people are real and they're human. 
So it makes that interview so much more engaging and real. Uh, I had to laugh when you said that because I've had people ask me, where did you go for your speaker training? And I cringe because I was in uh, Toastmasters, I think for three months. And every month I won the award for the most ums and uhs. And I still do. We, um, in our company, uh, we use a system called Fireflies and it's an AI system that records many of our conversations so we can take notes from it. And one of the things that it also tracks is the number of filler words. And here I am for the spokesman of the company. Every month I have the most filler words and I'm trying to work on it, but it's really who I am. And so I, I always tell people, don't have your editor go back and try to take all the ums and uhs out because they'll be working for hours trying to clean up my my audio. Really, this is this is the way I talk. This is the way I communicate. This is the way I think. And I think that becomes a good thing with the audience. They they realize that this is not AI. Anybody that talks like me is not a smart computer. It's just a a, a business owner that understands what you're going through. For sure. So speaking about AI, where do you think podcast world is moving in the future? There are people who, there are get, uh, hosts who have done interviews that have been totally created through AI. Where do you think, where are we going? At some point, we're not going to need to be here, right? There's going to be the perfect and Avatar, the perfect Tom Avatar, but we are so far from this right now because sometimes you watch those videos and it's just like something's off in there. Or you listen to text that the people are reading and it's like there's something that's a little bit off on that. Or even in, in printed context, right? I, I can think of we were hiring some people earlier this summer and one of our teams said, oh, this is fake. It was written by AI. And I said, well, how can you tell? They're like, it's perfect sentences and they use perfect semicolons. I'm like, oh, I've never used a semicolon, at least not correctly. So I think there's this flag up there that people have right now. And it's not only people, but they're talking in SEO. The search engines are assuming that all of this written content is AI generated, right? Uh, they can't figure out what is and what isn't. So they assume all of it is. And then you've got to prove to them that it's human. And you can do that from telling stories in there. But there's a, uh, a gentleman that was talking about collaborative content is what the search engines like the most right now. And so this could be, and you, you notice this in social media, right? If there's a picture of you, it does so-so. Right. If there's a picture of multiple people, they know who those people are and it does much better because they'll promote it to their audience. It's the same thing now as they're listening to this, this podcast, as they're watching the video, they're able to see this is real people, right? Because they're talking over each other. They're not speaking in complete sentences. And so I think people and the search engines are craving authenticity. And that's what we're getting here. Um, you know, so much now is you wonder the printed media is, is this chat GPT? Is this a deep fake? But when you listen to a podcast, uh, 
it's that that authenticity that you're almost like listening in on a conversation. And uh, I think that that's what people enjoy. Yeah. The other thing is that everybody's brain works differently. So what you may come up with in a conversation may not be something that a chat would come up with. Uh, plus, it's it's very interesting when you ask questions within AI, you have to be knowledgeable enough to create the questions to get an answer that's appropriate. So it's very complex. Yeah, there's a gentleman by the name of Christopher Lockhead that talks about obvious thinking and non-obvious thinking, right? Uh, what would you call it? Uh, reflective and um, reactive thinking, right? And he's like, obvious thinking is what we already know, right? And it's just repeating things that other people have said. And that's, that's what chat GPT is. And that becomes noise in the background. Everybody's saying the same thing. Non-obvious thinking is when you take a different spin on it. It's something that chat GPT wouldn't know, right? And it's just that same thing of reflective thinking um, or reactive thinking, right? Do you answer a question almost like you just got hit in the knee with a, with a little mallet, right? Because you ask this, I always answer it, right? You ask me what my address is. Um, I don't even think about that. I just spit out the answer, right? Heck, if you ask me my social security number, I'd probably tell you it before. I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to say that, right? Um, but the reflective thinking is when somebody asks you a question and you have to think about that for a little bit. And those are the questions that I love on podcast interviews because it's like, huh, I've never really thought about that before. Let's dig deep into that and let's together come up with an answer on there. And it's like, that's one of the things that we train our, our clients on. If you get stumped by a question, let people know, you know, I've never thought about that. I've never been asked that question. Thank you so much for asking me that. Let's work through this because I think that's what people want, want to know. It's not just, I'm, I'm reading off of my bullet points. For sure. Um, so you pair people with podcasts. How do you find, how, how, how does it work? And how do you find appropriate podcasts to place people on? And thank you for not using the word pitch, right? I, uh, you're not supposed to hate. I loathe the word pitch, right? I know where it came from. You pitch an idea, you pitch a story, but all of a sudden it's becoming, we're pitching human beings and it becomes very transactional and demeaning. So we're trying to make these great introductions, right? So how do we do that? Well, first we start with understanding our client, the podcast guest. Who do they want to talk to? What do they want to talk about? Who are the people that love them, right? You don't want to talk to everybody. You really just want to talk to almost your super consumers. There's a great uh, book uh, by the same name by Eddie Yoon. And he talks about you want to market to your super consumers because they'll spread that out to everyone. So it's a lot of data. It's a lot of experience. You know, we've been doing it for nine years. Um, and we have data on everything. We license a lot of databases, but we're also reaching out to the podcast hosts. You know, we've been doing it for nine years. We go to podcast conferences. 
We support the industry so we get to know them. And every person that we deal with, either a podcaster or a client, has one person on the inside that's their go-to person. So we've got a team of 30, but you've got a podcast relationship manager. So they're talking to you, finding out what's new in your business. Where do you want to go with your podcast? So as we get that ideas, then we can say, oh, you know, Anne is looking to go here in her new season, right? And this is where she's really interested in. And we've got this new client here and there's that match so that we can do that. And because of that, our yes rate is, is so much higher, right? Um, we've got some podcast relationship managers that know their, their host so much that they almost say yes to every person that they introduce because we, we know the host and what they're looking for. You know, the idea of just sending out blank emails is, you probably get them, right? I, I get uh, probably three or four emails a day and they sound the same, right? Dear Tom, we hope you this day finds you well. I, I love your podcast and want to be a guest, right? I don't have a podcast. Um, or it's just, you know, it's, it's this whole idea of just spray and pray. Uh, one of our clients, uh, Gail Moody Bird, she's now the CMO of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. I love how she says, we're getting more efficient at things that are getting less effective. So you know, there's there's one company out there that, that says um, their tagline, <laughs> I, I laugh at this, you can pitch a thousand podcasts in the time it used to take you to uh, pitch one. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good thing, right? Why don't you have one conversation? Because the goal is not how many podcasts can I pitch? It's how many great connections can I make? How many conversations can we start? How many people can we impact? It's not just about sending more, more, more. Yeah, it's not checking the boxes and, and a, a numbers game. Um, it, it truly is getting to know people and knowing their audience and also having people understand who you are rather than just one more widget. It's so yeah, important. I, I think with AI, it, um, it makes things more transactional, right? We can do things at so much more speed. In the in the half hour that we talk here, you and I both could have emailed millions of people, right? Would that have done anything? No, it wouldn't have been meaningful. So uh, are we focusing on activity or are we focusing on outcome, right? Um, and sometimes I have to uh, scratch my head when I get the emails that, from business owners and they're like, do you want more leads? I can get you more leads. It's like, nobody wants more leads, right? They're like, that's like Facebook likes. You want more raving customers. You want more fans because guess what? That's where the profits come from. And so I, I believe that having those conversations like we're having here and letting people listen in, uh, that will drive more high value, profitable customers than you know just sending a million emails to, to spam. Totally, totally. Um, as you were saying that, I was remembering uh, the times when I ran ads in magazines and did anybody see them? Did anybody reply? No, I was just throwing it out there and it nothing was, there was no ROI. There was nothing coming back. 
And so in some ways, that's what people still do in terms of leads without actual responses. Um, so business has changed, but in many ways it hasn't changed. Uh, our, I know when I got into podcasting and when I thought about being a guest, um, one of the things I had to create was a one sheet, which is basically a, a one sheet resume. Are people still using those? Do you use them? And how do you suggest that people create those? Oh, those are key for podcast interviews, right? Because if you think about it, most podcast hosts are not trained journalists, right? So if you send them a 10-page media kit, it's nine pages that they're opening up on their phone and saying no to. Or if you just leave it up to them, you don't know where things are going. You want to make sure that you make it easy for them. And we've done a lot of testing on this. You know, we get a lot of feedback from podcast hosts and we're always updating it. And some of the things that we have, we have found is that on that one sheet, you want to make it straight to the point, right? Don't make it, uh, I saw one person that had done it like a cartoon where you had to go from cell to cell. Really interesting, but really hard to follow. Uh, there's other ones where it's got all kinds of great color and it's beautiful and it's a work of art. Um, and it's also white type on a dark background. And often podcasters, imagine this, will print it out before the, the interview. Well, the page comes out of the printer wet, right? And you can't read the type anymore. I've seen some people that will hyperlink all of the um, their social media, right? That's great. You should do that if it's on the PDF, but you probably want to spell it out too because when I print stuff out, the hyperlinks don't work anymore. The other thing is just to make it easy for it. So give them the picture that you want them to use, the social media you want them to promote. Um, give a little bio and a background and then give them a third person introduction, right? In the industry, it's called rip and read. Right. So if somebody's introducing you, they don't have to put everything together. The other thing that we have heard from podcast hosts is give me interview topics, right? Give me things that we can talk about. Um, the, the whole idea behind this interview, right? What can we find one or two topics and go deep there? Some hosts have told us when they get like suggested questions, it's insulting, right? If we met for the first time, right? And I said, Anne, it's so nice to meet you. Here's 10 questions. Answer, ask me these in order, right? It's, it, it's, not a, it's not a conversation. And what could be even worse is when people ask those questions in order, right? And then they don't flow. There's no follow-up questions. That's not a discussion. That's not interesting to listen to. And if you do it that way, all of a sudden, every podcast interview sounds the same. So you won't want to promote it, right? Because it's like, oh, this is Groundhog's Day. You won't be able to repurpose it. Um, and really, it won't be interesting for the guest, the host, or the listener. So uh, one sheets are, are very uh, important. And just make sure that you, you do them the right way to set up for a good interview. Um, because if you make it easy for the host, they'll make it easy for you. Excellent advice. So I have to go back and take a look at mine. 
Uh, one comment that you made in what you sent me was big fish don't swim through funnels, whales don't click. What did you mean by that? And tell us, tell me more uh, about that. So if you spent any time on Facebook, right, you'll see all these posts that say you're one funnel away, right? And people holding up, you know, these plaques that, uh, you know, two commas. And this this the idea that, oh, what works for them will work for me, right? And that you can use this for high ticket sales. Well, if funnels and Facebook ads work so well for high ticket sales, how come Boeing and Airbus don't use them, right? I have never seen them. Or, you know, the big consulting firms, you know, Ernst & Young, Bain, Professional Services, they're not using that because funnels work for transactions, not relationships, right? If if you were going to hire a, a consultant for your business, if you were going to hire um, a surgeon to save your child's life, right? If you were uh, going to hire somebody that was going to have a major impact on your life, would you pick the next person that does, you know, a TikTok dance? Probably not. And I think there's this idea that, oh, you know, I'll just make this funnel, right? I'll build this funnel. I'll get the Facebook ads. I'll put the through stuff through there. And the idea that you're going to get big ticket sales or professional engagements, right? Um, these people aren't going to go through your funnel, right? You think about uh, they're busy. Uh, they're not going to be nurtured for six months before they buy. If they hear you and your answer to prayer, they want to solve their problem. Right. So that's why I, I really believe in relationship sales. You're one conversation away, not one funnel away. That's so true and so interesting. And yes, it's it's getting back to the relationship. It's always getting back to the relationship and the human factor. And isn't that what so much much so many of us have lost in the last few years? We've lost the connection to other human beings in so many ways, including conversation. And I think in marketing, we're, at times we're we're our worst enemies, right? Because what do have what do people have to have before they work with you? It's that no like and trust. And you know, then all of a sudden somebody sends me an email and it says, "Hey Tom, I was just listening to your podcast," right? You're lying to me, right? From the very beginning, it doesn't exist. So I knew you weren't doing that. Or, you know, all of a sudden it, uh, you, you click onto something and it's like, we've got this webinar. It starts in, you know, 47 minutes, sign up right now. And it's like, I'm clicking this because I've got insomnia. There's no way this person at 3 a.m. has um, their next live webinar starting at, you know, at, at 3.37. And so when I see that, it's just like, you want me to know, like, and trust you. You want me to work with you. And you're starting it off with a lie, right? And uh, so I think um, often these these tricks that people use at the beginning, now everybody uses those and people can see it a mile away. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's truly true. So, um, yeah. We need to be more human. We need to make more connections. And um, we need to learn more about people in general. That it's just not, it, it, 
it's also not ticking off, checking off the boxes. Yeah. It's um, getting back to that idea of pitching or introducing, right? Nobody wants to feel like they're a, they're a widget, right? Or dehumanizing, right? If, if, if a company looks at me as a lead, uh, a data source, um, just a, a, just a number in their marketing funnel, and that doesn't make me feel good. Right. But if they can do things that that stand out, um, that makes me feel a lot better. I can remember one of our clients. Um, we worked with Bub's Natural. It's a it's a health food store. And um they they sell this, I guess it's MCT oil. It's supposed to be good for you. I have no idea. All I know is it makes my coffee taste better. So I put it in the coffee every morning. And the first time I ever bought from them. I got an email back from the owner that says, hey, Tom, thank you so much for your order. All the rest of this, it's on the way. And I was blown away. It's like, did he really just send that? Because it was probably like 10 minutes later. And I reached out to him and he's like, no. He said, I, my marketing team came up with this idea and for eight hours, they had me doing these things and they pulled whatever it was, like the top. 800 names of our clients. And so he said, if you had somebody that wasn't in the top, if your name was not in the top 800, it probably would have gone with, Hey there, I'm so glad that you bought this, but I'm looking at that and going, it it felt personal. And he took the time to do that. It wasn't just hi, first name. You know, you get those where they don't even have the automation, right? It's like, uh, my name's Tom, not first name. And I love the creativity in that. Um, yeah, and pe- That's so unique. And people will say, well, that's not scalable, right? Well, it's not scalable. It's not easy. But boy, that steps out, right? And was it worth it? I imagine other people felt the same way. And I'm like, that probably happened four years ago. And I still tell the story about bubs because the customer experience was that great. Sounds wonderful. Um, that took me back to, um, there's a company that, that I purchased from and they put Laffy Taffy in all of their, in all of their shipments. And what do I remember? I remember getting the Laffy Taffy. Did I eat it? Maybe, maybe not, but I remembered the Laffy Taffy because it was a message and it was great. All of our clients, when they sign up with us, they get a professional microphone, right? Because we want to make sure that they sound great on the podcast interviews. And the place that we buy our microphones from is called uh, MikeRentals.com. Great company. And every time we order from them, they put a box of Mike and Ikes in there, the calf, the, the, um, the candy. And we look forward to opening those boxes, right? We looked at um, at actually sending out the packages through my third-party logistics. And one of the uh, the pushbacks was, well, then we don't get to open up the boxes anymore and get that um, box of Mike and Ikes, you know? It's probably every couple months we get it, but that's the only time we have candy around the house. Um, and I'm, I live not all that far from the company that makes them um, just born and they make peeps and Mike and Ike's 
<laughs> so yeah, I love Mike and Ike's. Uh, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, so one conversation away, tell us more about what you're doing to promote one conversation away. Yeah. And it, it's really a pushback on that marketing thing of one funnel away, right? Um, we're not automation, right? We're not, there's a place for automation, but we shouldn't all be in there. And I think in marketing today, in business, we need to make more, have more conversations. One of the things I always remind myself and my team is that truth and clarity come at the other side of an awkward 10 minute conversation, right? If you don't understand something, pick up the phone and talk with someone, right? Um, there's a, uh, a quote that I've heard attributed to Bill Gates. Now it's either probably Bill Gates or uh, Abraham Lincoln, right? Because all quotes are, are one of the two of them. But it says email is a great way to share information, but not always to communicate. And so I think too often we're I sent him a text, right? Um, I sent him an email. Well, why don't we just have a quick conversation? Because there'll be more understanding through that. There's a book called The Speed of Trust. Uh, it was written by Stephen Covey. Uh, it's actually Stephen Covey's son. Um, and it's amazing. Uh, he, he talks about how fast business can happen if there's trust. And I think trust can happen better with conversations. Um, and so that's one of the things that I'm, I'm pushing for, not only on podcasts, but over old school, like phone and in, in person, and just having those conversations with people. I have found personally, it drives profits in the business, right? Um, to send a million emails probably does nothing, right? Gets It messes up our spam score, right? But to have meaningful conversations, that drives profits. The other thing I've seen is that when I have conversations, it makes my life richer, right? Because I learn something. Um, I connect with somebody. Uh, and, you know, I live in Southwest Michigan, right? Rural Southwest Michigan. I can't even see my neighbors, right? And I think one of the one of the cruelest things in this world is solitary confinement. Um, you know, in a lot of countries is considered cruel and unusual punishment, but how many of us do it to ourselves, right? With remote work, I'll just keep my head down. I'll build this funnel. I won't talk to any customers. I'll just build it. And uh, I don't think it helps them and I don't think it helps us. So, uh, you know, we can talk here, even over over the internet and with free tools, and you can have those conversations. It'd still be great to sit down and have a cup of coffee with you, but this is the next best thing. For sure. Uh, so tell us where people can have those conversations with your team, and where can people find you? Yeah, so the best practice on a podcast interviews is always give people one place to go, right? I know that you're multitasking, you're driving, you're listening to this sped up. So everything you need can be found at interviewvalet with a V dot com forward slash ask. And I'll put a page up there. Everything Ann and I talk about will be there. Um, there's a assessment, right? 10 questions. Will podcast interview marketing work for me? Uh, Ann was nice enough to mention my book. You can find it on Google or if you want a free copy. Just go there and you can get a, a free physical copy if you're in the United States. 
If you're overseas, I'll send you a digital copy. And then finally, if you listen to this and it's like, that makes a lot of sense. I'd like to see how I could use podcast interview marketing in my business. Well, I'll put the calendar link. You can talk with our team there. All of that will be back at interviewvalet.com forward slash ask. Thank you so much. And all of that information will be in the show notes. So I encourage everybody to go to the show notes. And yes, your book was wonderful. And I truly enjoyed reading it before my dog got a hold of it and destroyed it. So now I'll have to get another copy. But it really was it was wonderful. And I do encourage everyone to go to the show notes, get your information and reach out. Um, thank you so very much for joining me today. It has truly been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure meeting you. And um, again, thank you. Well, thank you, Anne. I appreciate all you do. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.